Hi, my name is Shoto, and I am a monk at Sokokoji, where I am committed to training my mind under the guidance of my teacher, Sokozan. We rely on your support for much of what we offer here. This includes building projects to create space for full-time and part-time practice residents. Thank you for your help. This evening's Dharma talk is titled, The Mirage of Duality. The Mirage of Duality. And that title is taken from a line out of the Sadhana of Mahamudra, a text written by Trungpa Rinpoche back in the late 60s in Tagsan, in a cave in Bhutan. Something we chant every full moon and new moon. As you may know, yesterday was full moon. I'm not doing too well today, so if uh, you notice I'm kind of tipping over a little bit. Uh, but I'll go do what I can here. So first of all, I'd like to thank everyone for helping us in this monastery, in this particular mandala of the spiritual path, as it is taught here. Thank you for helping us. If you can, please continue to help us. Can't do this without you. It takes a community to do this. So first of all, it's a mirage. So we know what a mirage is, or we know what that stands for. It is something that we think is there and it's actually not there. So this particular mirage of duality is basically simply put, which you probably have already figured it out by just contemplating the words, the mirage of duality. It's saying that duality, the two-ness, the apparent, pardon me, the, the apparent multiplicity of everything is the mirage. And it is uh, actually an illusion. It's unreal, like a mirage is. But when we're, when we think that what is showing up in front of us is over there, or is real, or is substantial, or when we look in the mirror, we think, well, that's us, that's, that's me. And you believe that the illusion is true, which is called delusion. Pardon me. Not about correcting that, not about pushing that away. There's no point in pushing on something that's not real. If you think you're real, you're wrong. Simply put, contemplate that if you wish. But you could consider it. If this person, after many years of working on this thing we call the mind or consciousness, is telling you this is unreal. It's an illusion. It is a mirage. You could consider that. You could give it the benefit of the, of the doubt. I never say, believe me, or disbelieve me, or ignore anything. There's no point in taking any position on anything. As Soon as you take a position on anything, you stop looking, you stop receiving, you stop investigating. You stop actually everything from showing up what? As it is, which is the name of this particular meditation. Nothing fancy, just as it is. If you see that it is an illusion, that it is a mirage, it may hurt more. It may be more intense. You may have been successful in your various arrangements of your life, of your mind, to cover up, 
that. But then you start to meditate and all the cover-ups start to come apart because the very nature of meditation is to emphasize the awareness of whatever is coming up rather than what it means, what it is, what it should be, who did it, what's wrong, what's right. Figure it out. I got to figure this out. Excuse me. The the Western mudra is uh, Rodin's sculpture of the thinker, I guess. Yeah, figure this out someday, maybe. Okay, I'll keep thinking about it. How are you coming with that, Jim? Uh, George? Fred? Not so good. No, I'm still working on it, though. Oh, and then, of course, the Eastern mudra is uh, just the whole body. Just sit still. Just observe. Just look at it. It is about the awareness, not about right, wrong, up, down, back and forth, truth, untruth, all of the other uh, things that are going on in people's minds when they're trying to prove you, prove something to you or convince you of something or control you. If anyone is trying to control you in any way, this is how they get out of their suffering. They impute you're over there and you need to do what I say or agree with me. It happens in so many ways, pushing and pulling on other, starting out with families, with your children. Parents don't respect their children. They want to control them and make sure they get a good upbringing. And that's just bullshit. I've been accused lately of being cranky, of being aggressive. Some people do not like that. And you know what I'm going to say to you? Go somewhere else. Don't take up my time or waste your own time. Listen to this. Ask questions. I will help you as much as I can. I've spent a few years doing this. And I spent over 30 years not doing this, but trying to fight with my life. As you may have done also. This is an opportunity not for you to do what I say, not for it to be my underling or my cult member. Just because it's a monastery doesn't mean people are obligated to be here. If you try to come here, I'll talk you out of it unless you're just visiting. And even then, I may advise against it (laughs) or not. Nothing is separate from anything else. You can't separate yourself from the suffering of the world if your priority is to be aware and see what this is. Suffering will not go away. I don't care what the Four Noble Truths say in the way that people interpret them. That The third one says that every the suffering comes to an end. It does not. It's just seen to be unreal. That doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. That doesn't mean that a scary movie doesn't really scare you right out of the watching the movie. How many times have you been watching a movie that where something really terrible is about to happen and you can't look at it and you know it's unreal. But what do you do instead of looking at it? You drop your gaze or you look down or you, you know, light a cigarette. Well, I hope you don't do that. Pick up your coffee cup. Go to the kitchen. Make some popcorn. So yes, I'm getting a little bit crankier. 
I don't have much time left. That doesn't mean I'm leaving this year, so don't get your hopes up. I want you to see this. And you, I think you can. Like I said, when the meditation began, I, you can do this. It's hard. It's really hard. It's very simple, but it's very hard because the simplicity that it actually is, is covered up by fear, by hope for something better, by wanting to manipulate our minds into something else, into believing this, believing that, disbelieving, fighting with something, agreeing with something, finding anything, anything but just this, because this has no reference points other than just the word this. One of the Buddhist teachings is everything is empty of what you think it is. Whatever you think it is, it's not that. Whatever you think about anything, and this comes right down to your judgment of uh, the person sitting next to you, or your next door neighbor, or your mom. Everybody is completely tied up in this mirage of duality. Tied up at the mirage ties everything up into functioning in its own separate, dependently arisen way. And we fight with it. Don't fight with anything. Don't agree with anything. Don't wiggle. Don't do anything. If you need to wiggle, then make sure you're very aware that you're about to wiggle. Be intentional about everything. Get your own authority. Get your, get your own authority by finding out there really isn't any authority. Nobody's in charge of this. It's probably a good thing that no one is in charge of it or, of it, or it would have exploded a long time ago. As people are trying to do now, they're trying to actually destroy everything. As I'm sure you see. Whatever shows up has a right to be there. Whatever shows up in your mind, the most horrible, smelly, stinky thought or emotion that shows up, there's nothing to correct. Long Champa, the great Tibetan master, Long Champa, basic teaching is the great perfection. It's just this, nothing else. You don't have to transform it, transmute it, transmit it. And all the other trans words. You don't have to do anything with it. It's already perfect as it is. As it is. What you have to do? Receive it. What you have to do? To, to be able to receive it, observe what's moving, and watch that which runs away, that which crawls all over you. That, that which shows up and then vanishes, as if to seduce you into some kind of a other pathway. Don't do anything unless you have to. Let me say that a few times if you've listened much. Mirage, unreal. The other part of the sadhana that I often quote, that this is vividly unreal in emptiness, yet there is still form. There is, there's still something here. This is why it's so convincing. This can't be an illusion. How can a, an illusion make a noise. That's the only thing that can make a noise. Look closely. You, you are not separate from 
it's said in different ways, mind is Buddha or you are the Buddha, but you're not separate from what that man 2,500 years ago saw and began to, to those who would listen to him, point to. He didn't say, here, believe this. Buddhism is not a belief system, although some organizations have promoted it that way. Not a problem. Go ahead. Do whatever you want with it. The Buddha won't mind. Duality. Two-ness, simply put. This and that, up and down, back and forth, life and death, duality. This is unreal. And it is vividly unreal. So that's where it comes about in that in those words to say what I say like this. If you realize what this is, your suffering could get worse from the point of view of the actual experience of the suffering. But what does not contribute to it is the belief there's somebody there that has to get rid of it, which creates more tension, or the belief that there's somebody there who needs to explain it. So there we have aggression, getting rid of it, and then we have passion. Who to blame? Who did it? Why is it here? And then the third of the three poisons, of course, is ignoring it, which could be done anyway from just distracting yourself into your bowling league or taking lysergic acid diethylamide 25. I'd love to say that. It's distracting. The very thing I said there is distracting. Why do I explode every year? Those of you who have been listening to me for the last several years, those of you who have known me a long time, know that I've always exploded. But why am I exploding in the middle of teaching and just start yelling at somebody or shaking my finger? Why am I doing that? It's a why question. I don't have many of those. But I can respond to that without you even asking it. I want to ask it. I want to answer it. It's because I'm highly motivated to help you, encourage you, tell you. You can see this yourself. It's, you don't have to believe in Buddhism. You don't have to, I don't have to formally be your teacher. It might help if you had a teacher, but that's your business. You do what you need to do. I have no advertisements. No promises, no guarantees, or no warranty. That's why I say, don't even do it. Do something else. But if you're here, listen to me. Consider it. Sit down, hold still, and watch the insanity of the mind come and go without interfering, without grasping, without coming to some kind of reason it's happening. Because that reason that it's happening is relatively true. But ultimately... It has no, carries no weight because it's, it's actually a way of avoiding the ultimate truth. And ultimate truth has no status as something. If it does, then it's right back to a, maybe a high level of relative truth. You have to see it. It's not even an experience. Experiences, here's one right here. Where did it go? It doesn't matter where it went, but it showed up, it was there, and now it's gone. It's an illusion. Now, if we had a drum, we could keep doing, keep that illusion going for 20 minutes or more. But it's, it doesn't validate it, it just means that it extends a little bit. Unreal. 
What is real? Find out. So you, so you live by that. So whatever you have left of your life, you can actually live in that dimension, if you want to call it something, of reality, where they're plus and minus, up and down, back and forth, life and death uh, are there, but they're an illusion. This is the other world. Right now, how do I know? I don't know. Relative knowledge is worthless, unless you're trying to put a patch in a, a flat tire or trying to get some tooth whitener, mirage, duality, the very functioning that you're doing all day by pushing on anything, grasping anything, that's unreal. You don't have to stop it. You don't have to put on robes. You don't have to live in a monastery. You can just see what this is. The main thing I think that is difficult about it is it's a lot of time sitting still and doing pretty much nothing. It's called meditation, you could call it. Uh, uh, carrots or celery. You could call it anything, but it's still just sit down, hold still, and turn into a vegetable. I mean, imitate the vegetables. They have a natural intelligence about how to grow, how to avoid being picked, or maybe they want to be picked. So they pick me. I told you I wasn't feeling good. Now you know why. You train your mind. Please, train your mind. Don't live another day without getting this body-mind complex that you think is some kind of a real thing that's going through space and time, which are also a mirage. It is a mirage to think there is a past or a future. This is revealed to you every night in a dream. You cannot find the past or the future, even the present in the dream. It is unreal. And it's a, an example of believing in something that is unreal. We wake up and, and think that that's the dream. And of course, has been said for centuries, this is the dream. That just That's a sample dream as has been said by people before I got here, that, that tells you and shows you that this life you're living, when this class is over with, when you go to the refrigerator or go, decide to go for a walk later on this evening or this morning, or depending on what part of the world you're in, it's unreal. You're doing it, but it has no, there's, there's any reality there you get from the very uh, mirage itself. You point the parts of the mirage. Well, there are no parts to a mirage. That's the only thing that's valid about the mirage, is this not two. Uh, an example that's been used before when the uh, uh, Dharma teachers were saying, I don't remember which one it was. Maybe it was Alan Watts, but one of those people that passed on were trying to teach uh, the wisdom of the East, so to speak, and succeeded somewhat. Is saying it's like um, this film or a film where the individual pictures uh, create the illusion of motion. There's no motion. The film strip or the 16 millimeter, 8 millimeter, 8 millimeter, or whatever is moving, flashing through there. But it looks like it's just movement of someone. But it's unreal. Same thing here. 
This is unreal. Looks real. I can respond to a few questions if you have them. Please don't hold back. Keep me alive. If you don't know what that means, then that might be want to be your first question. You Hong Yes. So you said there's no past, present, and future. Just this. Yes. What is this referring to, Bowing? This. I were to say, if I were to say it more specifically, I would say that it's the illusion of momentariness, the illusion of moments. Like a moment ago, I tapped on the top of this uh, clock. So this is this is an experience. Here, this is an experience. Gone. Everything that shows up goes away. Some things very fast. Here's you hear this. We all experience that. It's gone. Can you, rem you hear that? Now memorize that. Can you hear that? You can hear that anytime you want to. You just hear it. It's available to you. Everything is available to you, unless you're operating out of hope and fear. Then it gets very scary to start to step into that realm where there are no reference points. Why are there no reference points? There's There, there is no otherness. There's, it's a mirage that there are several things. We have to see that. And one of the mirage, the qualities of a mirage is that there's a past and a future. There are people who are completely running their lives based on believing this, dis disbelieving in that, uh, shutting this out. Most people are doing that. Billions of people are doing that all day long, every day. No spiritual path. I'm not saying they don't have something they call a spiritual path, but it may be falling a little bit short of what I'm talking about, which is, there isn't anything. There isn't there, there isn't any anything else. There's whatever you're wherever you're at, whatever you're wherever you are at, whatever you are looking at, that's it. That is it. As it is. So the past and the future are there. It's just that they're unreal. But we use those and create a kind of reality like what we did in ten minutes ago and what we're gonna do ten minutes from now. Seems pretty convincing. And the body, the physical position of going from one room to another makes it even more convincing. And why are we so convinced by that? It's because we think we are a body. We think we are this. And it's not that consciousness isn't here and participating in a way here, but the consciousness is not, is not, uh, is not um, prioritized in such a way that the what is happening with the body in, in the relative situation is is uh, true, whereas what is happening in consciousness has no context unless it's it's gathered together in belief in that there's a body and these are my hands and this is my image in the mirror and uh, I've taught myself how to uh, play a uh, piano. Right. I got help. I had some lessons, but I finally was able to accomplish that. I'm not against accomplishing anything. I'm just saying that what you're looking for, you are. But you have to see it instead of scrambling around the rest of the world and the rest of the world trying to accomplish or trying to get ahead or not fail or succeed, all of those things. So past and future, seeing that you don't have to stop functioning or using that. 
but it's not fundamentally true. It's relatively true. And but we're talking about a spiritual path, ultimate understanding of this, not just who's on first. Further, go ahead, Yokodo. Yokodo Bowing, uh, you've said to hold still and watch what moves. And you've also said it's the mind that moves. So in meditation, the mind seems to slow down a lot. Does it eventually stop? Yeah. What stops is the the illusion that you think things are moving. Well, yeah, nothing has to, you see the truth, nothing has to change. You just stop covering it up. Stop it. Don't do it. What is that? Stop it. Bob Newhart. That's right. Yeah. Bob Newhart said that. Stop it. Probably not going to work really well. Go ahead, Yokodo. Yokodo Bowing, what does that look like? What do we see, Bowing? It looks like anything. It looks like everything. It looks like nothing. It looks like, looks like, looks like. So just look at the words that we're using there. Looks like, instead of looks, it looks like what it is. It doesn't look like like something. It doesn't have to look like. That's something that's been downloaded into our, our, our language in the last 20, 30 years, where that would never be something you would say uh, like like this, like I'm doing this or like I'm doing that. And now we're, I was, uh, well, like we're using that as another phrase filler. Uh, the language is full of fra what I call phrase fillers. Like, know what I'm saying? That's a phrase filler. Or I, the most intelligent, brainy people will say, I mean, before they actually make their statement. I mean, uh, I mean, I really like, I really like birds. My, my favorite bird is, is well, like uh, um, vultures. I just like vultures because they're aggressive and they, they know what they want and they go after it. And that's what I'm trying to teach my kids. Go after, be a vulture, go get them. I'm gonna change my kids' names more aggressive names so that it gives them a little bit more self-esteem about chasing their dreams you have to chase a dream because if you don't it'll chase you what is that it's a nightmare is that a teaching no i just invented that i don't know what the hell it means but people are doing that all the time backing up their bullshit ideas with a bunch of syllogisms it's crazy but unless you see what it is it will look like sanity and it will look like a, an advertisement that, you know, maybe I should get balance of nature and pay 90 bucks instead of buy the same damn thing somewhere else for $32. They got to pay for that advertising somehow. By the way, uh, I don't like balance of nature. It's very unbalanced. Monica. Monica Bowing. You said that everything that shows up is supposed to be here. I did. So illusion is supposed to be here too? Yes. And delusion too? Yes. The way you're, so the way you're asking it, uh, there's different ways of, of inquiring about the same thing, but the way you're asking it, yes. There's ways you can a a ask that, which I will say, not exactly. 
or I might, or I might say, what do you mean by delusion? But I'm going with the common idea of delusion. Yes, it's supposed to be here. How, how else can I ask it that's not like that? I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not going to tell you <laughs> my secrets. This is the teaching. Okay. It's called so self-secret. Self it's it's in the plain, right out in plain air, but because you project or I or anybody projects onto it, it's kept secret just by the, the, the ignorance that shows up with the, being in the human realm, let alone the God realm, the jealous God realm, the hungry ghost realm, the hell realm, etc. Go ahead, Secret, Mike, secret for whom, if there, there isn't a, a self there? Kept secret, it seems that illusion or delusion is, is just dependent origination. Okay. Why even mess with it at all? <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Well, let's do it that way. Why? No, uh, why questions don't work so well because they call circles, uh, create circles called, called because. Why because? Why because? Let's, let's make it a what question. Ask me a what question and I will respond. For. Who benefits from from any action that is against an illusion or delusion? There, there is no who. That's the beginning of the illusion, uh, and there's no benefit. That's the illusion. You already are completely gold, solid gold all the way through. Everything is. Everything's completely sacred and holy, all the way down, all the way to the center of the earth, all the way to the center of everything or to the fringe of everything. Everything's completely sacred. We have to awaken to that. I'm not talking about theism or gods or deities, although you may have to use those kind of metaphors to work with your mind or not. I don't think you need that. I think you just need to sit down and look at the wall and, until you go crazy. As my teacher once said, uh, Allen Ginsberg, when he was in 1960, I was in 60, 75, at a crazy wisdom seminar. Alan was asking about crazy wisdom and Trungpa Rinpoche said um, about, I can't remember what the question was that, Al, was that Alan asked, but it was trying to understand how crazy wisdom worked, how you could just be wise and crazy at the same time. And Rinpoche said, if I remember this correctly, and I think I do, uh, first you get wisdom, then you go crazy. So first you become incredibly wise about everything. And then you realize that there's only one way to meet the world and that's where it's at. And where is the world? Nuts. That's why I meet you in your craziness. If you think otherwise, maybe you're correct. Monica Bowling. Yes, please. So how, how is this helpful on the path when, when we see maybe partially the, 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 the truth or, or the pointers towards the absolute yet and, and in a way that the con contriveness of, of the relative, it, it seems like a no man's land there. Uh, at least I'm stuck there. Well, you're not stuck. You're only stuck if you're not stuck and you're not stuck. That's why I'm here for. You come and bring me, you tell me that it's stuck and I'll, I'll tell you, no, it's not. That's your projection onto it. You think you're stuck and you are not. If you come to any conclusion, that's ego. Don't conclude anything. That's scary for ego because if uh, ego 
feasts on conclusions. And those conclusions are so intense and so real that you'll believe your nightmares. Even though you wake up and know it was a nightmare, you still, it seems so real. We're terrorized by our thought patterns in our mind. Not everybody. People are running on different set of rails. Sometimes people are not particularly plagued at all by what their neighbor is wrestling with uh, year after year. Monica Bowing, but what, when that's seen as, as unreal, the, the ego, the, they're still left, the, the teaching seems to, to be pointing nowhere. It does. Yeah, it is. How, how do you, you know, is, is there a pointer there? Because it seems that then the value of the pointers become, becomes less or different. Because all of a sudden there, there's no... Monica, I'd love to chat with you all day long. But unless you ask me a direct question, it just becomes conversational. And then everybody starts uh, going different directions. And so then we have no, no longer have a Dharma talk. This is a Dharma talk. So ask me very direct, uh, the hardest question you can think of. If you want to do that. Okay. Why, why do you point to, to the ego, to the necessity of, of um, seeing through the ego to, let's say, people that see that? So why do I point to the necessity that of people? Uh, through the ego to, to the people that see that already and see it as dependent origination. It, it's... You, you, do, you think you see it, you don't see it. Think you see it because you're, you're working with it in, a, in the provisional teachings in a relative way. You have to transcend the relative is a, a, a blunt way of saying that nothing happens. You have to transcend it. Transcendence isn't, uh, oh, I was here, but now I'm up here in the clouds. I'm in seventh heaven or whatever. I've suddenly gotten into uh, the uh, Sambhogakaya or some realm of knowledge. That is unreal. May, may I go on? Uh, you certainly may. Go right how, ahead. How, but I, 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 I receive that. I'm, 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 I agree. But the repetition of that, what, what, is, what is that doing? You know, is, is it, I, I have to be listen to, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Are you listening? Totally. You're, re you're repeating it because you're not really seeing it. That's why we go to the wall, go to the wall, return to the Buddha, return to the teacher or the teaching, the community, return to Vasubandhu, return to Dogen Zenji, return to these great masters down through the centuries. Just a few people out of billions of people have realized this. You know, we don't see hordes of people trying to storming into the monastery or even coming on Zoom. But we got 37 windows open and three of them belong to the monastery. This is not popular. And if I have anything to say about it, it won't become popular. There's nothing to sell. There's nothing to market. Don't sell this to anything, to anyone. Just see what, see what it is yourself. That's what I'm encouraging you to do. And so if we come back to your question, you're saying, why, if I already see this, should I keep repeating this? Is that what you're saying? If, if I be, so, so I, I see the pointer, I, I, understand conceptually relatively uh, yeah. the, the pointer yet i recognize that i'm that there's the experience isn't there so there there's that 
the conundrum. It's a catch twenty two. So no, it's I, not. No, it's not a catch twenty two. I need to believe. No, 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 I read that, that book. Not a catch twenty book. Twenty two. It is. It is vividly unreal, and so therefore the conundrum part doesn't even work because that would imply that there's two relative things that are that are opposites or that are, are, are can't be reconciled. It is not an experience. If it's an experience, it will go away. It will fade. It might take years. You might think you're awake for 15 years until you eventually meet uh, a reality in the, in the possibly in the form of another human being. That's what happened to me. And even after that, it took me years to see what that gentleman was pointing at. But by the time I saw what he was pointing at, uh, he had died. So I couldn't go and thank him. Monica Bowling. But when, meanwhile, I myself into <clears throat> the, it's almost like I don't have a choice, but believing this in order to cross that 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 no man's land. You don't have to you experience. Don't have to believe anything. I missed the last part of what you were asking, but so go ahead, please. Well, it, something is required, an energy, a belief, a, a, a something in order to cross from, you know, not being in that experience to being. Experience. Wait, wait, wait. Stop. Not an experience. I'm not experiencing a damn thing. I'm not experiencing enlightenment or I'm not experiencing anything other than uh, an upset stomach and, and feeling cranky. I'm not experiencing, and I'm experiencing people looking at me and observing or listening to what I'm saying. I'm experiencing you ask questions. So there's experiences that are coming and going, but the fundamental understanding is there isn't anyone here. It looks like this is an incredible illusion. And some people, the only way they'll realize that they're who they actually are uh, is when they when the body mind collapses, go back goes back into the elements. In other words, they die. And then that can just be a flash because they, they've so subscribed to the reality of their life that their karma gets them right by the throat and drags them right back into rebirth. Not that person. The personhood comes apart. It isn't necessarily another that you don't necessarily have uh, another life, so to speak. Consciousness uh, just continues and continues and continues in terms of things that are what relative things. People things are born and they go away, and things are born. Thoughts arise and they vanish. Thoughts arise and they vanish. The most negative feeling you had in the last week goes away. It can't, it can't, uh, it can't, uh, it can persist if we fight with it. If you fight with the thoughts and emotions, they push back. And sometimes they push back so hard that we get fixated on it and we go into what depression or something like that, that we might define in that way. So, but I want to emphasize that it's not an experience. But ego keeps looking for experiences. The experience of awakening. There's all kinds of books that people will tell you how awake they are. But then they'll also say, but of course, I don't want to, I'm not really, you know, I'm not, I'm nothing special. We'll go ahead and modify the whole thing. And I will tell you whatever I can. I will lie through my teeth to you to help you see the truth. I'm not concerned with standards, and I've been accused of that. You don't even have any standards. That's true. I don't. I don't need them. I did for a long time. I had to have them in order to even stay on this path. They're called the 16 precepts. Monica Bowie, 
when you say that it it indicates to me that there's either absolute um devotion or desperation that is needed on my part to to cross you you know you're you're uh, you're, you're such a scientist you know you're uh, uh what is the what is the technical definition of your profession? If I may ask. A fool. <laughs> a fool. Neuroscient. You're a neuroscientist, so you're used to really l l using very crisp uh, bits of information and uh, rearranging them. I've talked to you quite a bit about this, and also talked to uh, to Lucas, your son, and also talked well a little bit to Mark. But I'd rather hear Mark recite poetry. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> You see a little bit what I'm saying. Uh, I'm just saying you have to do it. I have to do it. Elizabeth has to do it. Brian has to do it. Kishin has to. You have to. You have to actually look at this yourself and be with yourself with a wall in front of you or a floor or a tree stump out in the woods. You have to really look at it yourself. I don't care how how intellectual you are if you've got the thirty verses memorized. Shisho, do you have the thirty verses memorized in Sanskrit? He does see, and he's he's not awake. <laughs> he even agreed with me, <laughs> but he's also not asleep. And I could say that about every one of you. You're not awake and you're not asleep. Trying to trying to find out how that non-duality works. That's the spiritual path to understand that deeply. And you have to go into that greasy pit. You may have to go into hell for this or the, what we commonly refer to as that state of mind where everything is at war. You may have to look at that instead of covering it up and trying to improve and get better and better and better. That just comes apart. As soon as the body mind goes back into the elements, anything you've accomplished goes away. You have to start all over with a clean, uh, what do they call those boards that, that you can draw a whole bunch of things and then just shake it and it erases? Etch-a-sketch. Etch-a-sketch. Yeah, life is like an etch-a-sketch. You can spend your whole life slowly constructing something and then you die. <laughs> why would I laugh at something like that? There's a why question. Or you could say, what is laughter? And then, and then we get to ask Monica, what is laughter, Monica? As a scientist. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, a... Uh... It's a change in state, Bali. I still have questions, but I'm going to stop. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I still have answers. I don't know what they are, but thank you so much, all of you, for help. Thank you so much, all of you, for helping me not feel so bad and actually ignore my illness so I can talk to you. Is there a further question? Yes. Loud, please. Loud. Louder. Gave Louder. <laughs> Louder. <laughs> you recently gave a talk. I did. About realization having no substance. If, okay. So if we don't see what this is, when this body-mind goes away, do we have to start on the path all over again? The way you're asking the question, I would say no. And the way I'm, what you're asking about, I would say, no, you don't start all over. There is no start. 
There is no beginning. There is no end. This is the illusion. If you awaken, you realize you've always been awake. There is no path. The path is gone. I don't care how many books are titled The Path is the Goal. That's, that's done to get you to actually get on the path. Get on the path and just stay on the path no matter what. Don't do this unless you have to. As Trungpa Rinpoche once said, better not to even begin. He's being very direct and honest with you. This is hard, hard work. Very hard. And some, for some people, once you turn away from your conditioned, mundane life and where you have some successes and some failures and turn towards the path, it can really suck. Because you're turning towards the truth of suffering, the first noble truth of the Buddha. This is the one most people miss. Well, not all the time, and you're not always suffering. Yes, you are. But what is suffering is consciousness, not a person. Of course, if you're all balled up in yourself, you can probably keep suffering at bay by just by blaming others for how you feel. Somebody else caused your your suffering, then just get away from them. End of suffering, temporarily. Zeb on YouTube asks, how does a mirage hurt so much? We, we believe it. We, we, we believe because the, the mirage, the aspect of the mirage that comes right up as emotion connected possibly with a story. Sometimes the stories uh, for meditators who have been practicing for a long time and sometimes for people who just uh, just their own particular conditioning or wiring or their karma, however you want to say it, a story doesn't tag along, but the emotion is still there and could come from the 13th century. There's no way to track this. When I say there's no way to track it, I'm not saying, saying that somebody won't disagree and, and use logic or reason and show me how they've tracked it and they're, they're on their fourth volume of how, how this is all done. So it was Zeb. Yeah, he has another question. Go ahead, Zeb. How does one find the path, in quotes? Well, this, this may be, you're, you're asking me questions, and I'm a Dharma teacher. That's how I define or describe what I do. I teach Dharma, and what am I talking about? The Buddha's Dharma, as I understand it. I'm not saying it's the only interpretation. There's lots of ways of looking at the Buddha's Dharma. And you're, you're asking me questions, so that's kind of a start. But you don't have to stay here. Go find someone else. Look around. There's lots of things out there. But I wouldn't spend too much time in the spiritual supermarket. You get very confusing, especially when you start hearing promises of success. And I practiced with this teacher, and I got to the seventh boomy, Bodhisattva boomy. It's hard work, but I finally made it. It was really shitty when I was on the third boomy and didn't think I'd ever make a move, but I finally did. Am I being silly? Not exactly. No volume. Is nothing happens a promise? No. It's just a statement. It's a teaching. It comes from the 16th Karmapa. Nothing happens. He's pointing to what the topic of the talk is. Is that this is a mirage. It's an illusion that we are deluded by because we think it's real. You have intense emotions come up in you that were caught, looked to be caused by somebody doing something or not doing something, any otherness out there. And it, it feels like they've 
given you emotions because we can't we can't be responsible for the very thing that's arising in our mind stream because somebody else put it in there because of what they said or did or how they acted and what do you what would you call that if you're using relative terms insanity crazy but it's not about getting rid of that you just see that it's unreal if you see that it's unreal it may hurt even more because you're no longer covering that shit up by blaming somebody for it you're actually going to be responsible for how you feel finally this is how this is it's your life don't miss your life by covering it up with success stories or failure stories don't cover it up on anything if you see what it is it will have its own uh Equanimity, its own balance is already the case. It's already, everything is already sacred. Do they sound like a Sunday school teacher? <laughs> Jesus loved me, this I know. That's what I ought to do. <laughs> Start singing songs, scare everybody out of here. No, I won't do that. And I don't mean to, to mock or anyone who's teaching in other, any other I mean, people uh, have to give people the benefit of the doubt. They're probably probably doing the best they can to help others or to be of service to others. In most cases, there's not. I don't think the world is ter- uh, full of terrible people, but there's a fair share of them that are totally so totally about themselves. They're willing to stomp stomp on everybody. They're so convinced that there's somebody that can win, and they're the one who's the most important, and only they can do it. Nobody else can be in charge. They have to be in charge of everyone. You know what I'm talking about. We don't have to get into discussion of that. But this world is headed that direction. It's unlike it's very unlikely that we're going to last another hundred years. Unless the aliens finally feel sorry for us and come and kick our asses properly. Can take another question or so if there are any. Or whoever. Go ahead, Jishin. Jishin, you go, and then I'll go to Navid. Thank you. Jishin Bowing. How consciousness experiencing um, experiences suffering when we cover it up? Bowing. Well, it could be uh, that, you, that you're, you experience it as something somebody did to you, or something that happened to you and it was not your fault. So it could be that way, just blaming someone. So that that lightens the load because then you don't have to be responsible for the crap you're going through. I don't responsibility doesn't mean blame. It just means that you're not separate from anything. If something arises in your body, mindstream. Uh, it's yours, not by way of possession or ownership, but it's it's your. Just like uh, you have a headache, it's your headache. No one gave you a headache, particularly. We're not saying that dependent, we're not ruling dependent origination out altogether and saying it's uh, some kind of um, magical appearance. I mean, it could be something you ate that made you feel, feel not, not feel so good or something like that. So it's, it's very, very complicated. Can't really find first cause to anything, the way I understand it from looking at it for a long time. Spend a lot of time looking, observing. If you can, don't come to conclusions. But if conclusions are foisted upon you by whatever it may be, then just observe that. 
Naveed, you're up. Naveed Bowing. Um, I was wondering if the very substance of the world that we're living in is a mirage or is it just the idea of, uh, of it that is a mirage? Bowing. Uh, it's, a, it's a very good question. And the way I would address that and try to do it in a conceptual way, so it was going to make maybe possibly make sense to people generally, is that the, the, the belief that this, this, everything is so definite and so here and shows up and there's so much consistency, uh, you know, that you, if I, if I hit something, there's a sound. Uh, if we, if we go outside in the, in, in the sun, we get a sunburn. Uh, the, the relativity is so powerful and our sense of being a separate being is so powerful that we don't see that my hand and your hand are, are, are differentiated, but they're not basically different. So I think it, uh, approaching it uh, from that direction and also go to the wall, have a willingness. And this is a very important part. Have a willingness to not know anything so that you can see what this fundamentally is, because the ultimate knowing is not relative knowing. It's called uh, an ancient uh, Sanskrit uh, jnan or prajna or pranya. I don't pronounce it correctly, but anyway, it's, it's, it's seeing something more deeply than just the surface collection of right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, and all the polarities that most of the world is hooked on and is trying to control or manipulate. So you have to actually see it and if you and there's no other way to say this that i know of and i'm not the uh, the, the the main uh, arbiter of any of this i'm just saying what it looks like to me and the way it looks like to me is you don't see anything you actually don't see you see things you see this but you really don't see anything because what you're seeing at the same time you see it you know it's unreal it's a mirage it's not a conclusion if it's a conclusion we're right back to the circularity because then it will show up as a conclusion, and then, then that will come apart. Why? It was a mirage. It's always eating its own tail. Any kind of relative truth gobbles itself up. So anything you conclude, anything you think, any, any conclusion, I don't care what it is, is unreal. Even if you can go into nuclear physics and argue with uh, and disprove Einstein, which people have already done lately, disprove some of the things he said that. Question from Spoolstream. Haven't heard from you in a long time, Spoolstream. Is hi bowing. I hi, feel bowing. roughly the same with one hour sitting or four. Maybe this is wrong? Question mark. What was the question? Uh, I feel roughly the same with one hour no. sitting or four. No. Don't worry about how you feel. If you go hop by how you feel, you won't even sit. I mean, who wants to sit and feel like crap? I mean, if you do if you do what the Buddha did, you are going to see your version, the causes and conditions that make you have blue eyes or green eyes, big ears or little ears, or speak like a duck, or walk like a toad. I mean, being silly, but I'm just saying all of these things is differentiation. Uh, if you sit down, hold still, you're going to see some version of suffering, and maybe not on the cushion. You might just be bored. 
Bukerchi, Johan. You're just gonna you're gonna see this illusion and then think that it's and think that it's real and and it, it gets very very difficult because the first noble truth is life is suffering. What a great teaching this was! How how uh, how completely generous of a person twenty five hundred years ago to go against the Brahmins of his time. And as far as I know, I wasn't there, obviously, but uh, it sounds like what little history I've read about the actual activity there. I'm reading, reading more from Yuhang. Now she switched to English, so that's good. <laughs> so it doesn't matter how it doesn't matter how you feel. If I if I'm concerned about how I feel, then I wouldn't be functioning in a way to actually go and you could say kind of increase the suffering by doing nothing and being flat out bored or wasting my time looking at the wall when nothing happens. I don't improve. I don't get any better. I'm still miserable. And I've been doing this for years and years and years. And then I meet a teacher after I've been practicing pretty intensely for 17 years. And then he, I ask him to function as my teacher and he attempts to teach me and I shut down on it. Why? Pride. Pride. You think you are somebody and you aren't, nor am I. I can't, I couldn't do this if I thought I was somebody. But I also don't go the other way and think, I think I'm nobody. There's no position on it. You tell me what position I need. If, if you want my help, just like you say, sitting for an hour or sitting for four hours, I feel the same. Yeah, well, you didn't ask me a question. Did he ask me a question? What was the question? I'll just answer the question and shut up. Milka bowing. Spool string says, I feel roughly the same with one hour sitting or four. Okay. This is Vajra like Samadhi. Adamantine awareness expressing itself through your mind stream. Don't look for that stuff. You don't need you don't need this kind of help. What kind of help you need? If if you, you're coming to me, so for ten seconds or ten minutes, I'm your teacher. I don't know if you got a teacher or not. Don't care. Do whatever you want. But if you're coming to me, then I have to say to you, train your mind, keep sitting, don't give up, sit, sit from now on the rest of your life, and don't look for results. And if you do look for results, realize that that's, that is a circle. It's like looking for a rest area. There isn't one. I can't look at him, that's why I'm glaring at you. <laughs> he says, Spolstream uh, says, of course, thank you. That was easy. Is there a final or should we close? I don't know if there's a final question. Uh, somebody's uh, chomping at the bit. You know what that chomping at the bit means. So uh, goats, chomp, goats chomping at the bit. Okay, we can close. Thank you. Hi, my name is Sokuren and I'm one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan so freely offers his love to us and his wisdom through these talks and never asks us for anything in return. If you value what he does and what he is and want them to continue, please visit our donate page at sokukoji.org. Thank you.